millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Scottish podcast by Scottish people about Scottish things. We're three lifelong friends and displaced Scotsmen who get together to talk about our homeland, the weird stuff that happens there, and to remind us why we are the way we are. Welcome to This'll Do Nicely. Hello everybody and welcome to today's story with Rory. I am Rory and this is our Halloween special, This'll Boo Nicely. I am... Um, hair raising Rory. I am joined by <laughs> creepy Chris, just so scary Johnny, and especially for our Halloween episodes, horrifying Owen. <laughs> That'd be called worse. <laughs> uh, can I, can I just? Can I just clarify that creepy Chris doesn't mean creepy that I'm on a register anyway? <laughs> I'd hope not. Well, <laughs> not at least not in the state you're currently living in. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. How y'all doing? All right. I'm, talk- I'm talking to you. I, th- I thought you were talking to the yeah. audience for no, a second no, there, and then, boys then no one else was responding. Yeah. So I thought I would be the one. To... Owen, welcome back to the Thistle the Nicely Pod. It's great. Thanks to for have having you. me back. Thanks yeah. for having me back. It's great to be here. Uh, I'm enjoying this tradition that we got going now. Scott, Scots all... are all about tradition, man. Yeah, that's all it takes. All it takes is two, and then you've got a tradition going. So exactly, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Does this mean I've got to send you Christmas cards now? Because I've never sent a Christmas card in my life. Nah. I mean, famously, we barely, as a nation, we we didn't even celebrate Christmas for a while. Well, yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, like, last year we did, what was it, like, the origin of of Halloween and how, as with everything else in the world, Scotland invented it, told some creepy, spooky stories, and... I think this year we're going to get a wee bit into the the witches. I mean, the creepy spookiness of witches in Scotland. Um, but I guess kind of before that, I mean, Owen, you know, a lot over the, the, the years since we last had you on, a lot of our emails and listeners come to us and say like, oh, I found you through the, the Scottish History Podcast. So... I guess right now with you on, we have to kind of say thank you for, you know, sending your listeners our way and, you know, helping us grow our audience. So we appreciate it. <laughs> I wonder it. if any of us have gone the other direction. <laughs> Seems less likely. So, Owen, we are thinking... I'm taking if, the uh, fifth on that one. <laughs> <laughs> we are thinking of uh, starting up some merch. So I suppose you get like 5% of that or something. Whoa, wait, you know, sorry. We did five. not... Hi, excuse we me. We haven't talked about this yet. Yeah. Yeah. This is seven point five. This is an <laughs> offer. 12, Wait, hey, 15, 25. <laughs> to, no, to be uh, sixty. 
to be completely and utterly serious about that, that was something I was actually going to talk to you about because the biggest issue that I have with doing merch across in America is the fact that obviously if I have it made over here, it's going to cost me mega bucks to send it over. So I was thinking maybe a wee bit of quid pro quo and we'll negate that 5% down to about one and a half. (laughs) So we just became, we become your merch monkeys over in America. Basically, yeah. Interesting. Uh, I've been reading an awful lot about a global supply chain crisis. Uh, the last <laughs> <few days. laughs> I mean, I've only just went back onto the buses, it's but I'm central. seriously considering becoming an HGV driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is Brexit Britain. This is what's happening. You know, trying to make the new deal with America, trying to stitch it all back together. It's typical. Scottish History Podcast and Thistle do nicely maintaining that UK Scotland. America connection for the bridges. rest of life. <laughs> Stick that up your arse, the Caledonians. <laughs> All right, I like it. This is this is going to be excellent. You know, building empires and and you know international trade routes. We just need to buy, I think, some sort of shipping container. Or, I don't know. We'll figure I'm, it out. I've been reading. I've been reading an awful lot about that today as well. I mean, like, we got to get in on that, guys. Otherwise, you know, Biden's gonna have us. Ship will do nicely. <laughs> oh, no, there's, there's, there there's another one actually. The there fact that go, the guy. last time I spoke to you, Trump was still in charge. Yeah, that's which, a good point. Yeah. Which is a pretty good segue into what we're going to talk about. Today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who who coined, uh, you know, who popularized the phrase witch hunt better than anyone? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> our formerly uh, great president, uh, <laughs> Donald Trump. I mean, that's too good a segue not to give it to you, Chris. So do you want to take it away? Yeah. So when people think of witches, uh, witch hunt, they obviously think of the fake Russia investigation. So I'm going to dive <laughs> deep into that uh, and how it was all a hoax by Crooked Hillary. Uh, no, no, so. no, no. Again, oh. again, you've done. Have you? You've looked at the wrong Wikipedia page. Oh, you've done it again. Okay. This is not. We agreed on witches, as in flying on broomsticks, casting spells. Yeah, Ancient just like cro- Crooked gonna, Hillary. Thanks, Rory. For you're you're going to have to change the passwords no. again. Yeah, this is... Oh, man. Um, nah, no, you, I, save I, that. I'll save that. I'll save that for Getter. But like uh, before I said, you can find us on Getter at Getter.com. No, you can't. It's a terrible place. There. We're not there. No, no. Okay. Anything that is said on that website by Chris does not represent the Thistle Denizer podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, um, obviously, we're not talking about that. That would uh, probably get us taken off the airwaves. Um, but one thing that we're, I think Rory alluded to this uh, when we made our triumphant return, is that we kind of want to go a bit more deep divey into stuff and maybe do two and three parters. And our next big topic is going to be focused on uh, James VI uh, slash, of Scotland slash James I of um, England. Great Britain, what have you. Um, and we will get fully into him over the next couple of weeks. But one thing that he was, was particularly uh, known for was really exacerbating the uh, witch hunt or witch scares or whatever you, whatever you want to call it in Scotland. Um, he considered himself a bit of an intellectual James VI, but for some reason he was absolutely obsessed with witches. And I have some theories about why he was obsessed with witches, and I'm going to get to that 
later. Um, I'm just going to interrupt think... you real quick because I'm excited about the joke that I'm going to make when we do our James episodes properly. The fact mm. that he is James the sixth and James the first, I'm really excited about calling him James 3.5 for the entire episode because <laughs> it's the average. It's just going to be yeah. really, really good. I'm excited. That's, that's a joke you can make. That is definitely yep. one you can make. I've written it yeah. down to make sure that I remember it. <laughs> I mean, if the reaction you notes. got right there is anything to go by, I, I for one can't wait. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, Johnny, I didn't, it's the way you tell it. And I was yeah, telling yeah. you about the joke. Right. Yeah, okay, don't worry yeah. about it. It'll yeah, be yeah, fine no. on the night. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, a <laughs> no deconstructed cheesecake on Bake Off or something like that. Uh, I mean, Rory, you've just used up one of our four laughs there. <laughs> it's a long way it's more go. of like a warming them up for it, you know? Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. I love derailing you. <laughs> Uh, I don't know where to begin. <laughs> I'll just launch right into it, shall I? Um, so what I'm going to do See, is I'm cause tell you... if you take six <laughs> plus one and then divide it by two, oh, no. what does that make? Three point five. Okay. So he's he's like three point five. A br- you get it? I'm going to email you. Don't worry about it. I'll email you. <laughs> What do you want? What do you want me to say? Can you can you CC me on on this email because anything numbers or math related straight over my head? Like, send me your send me how you got there with the sum in uh scan or fax it. Actually. Okay, that would be better. I'll, fa- yeah. I'll fax it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about James the Six and why he was so into witches, and then I'm going to throw it open to you folks uh seeing as it's spooky season again and you know we can all explain to the readers why witches get stitches love it yeah uh so just to give you a little bit of context apparently the scottish parliament had criminalized witchcraft in 1563 which was just before james's birth uh which made the act of being a witch a capital offense but three decades kind of go by and before the first major witchcraft panic arose and it all stems from king jimmy which is extraordinary i mean you know obviously he's the most powerful man in uh in scotland at that time and i guess what he says goes but i just love the idea it is not to harken back too much to trump but i do love (laughs) the idea of some you know lunatic just creating some kind of wild conspiracy theory and then all his fans being like yeah 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 she is a witch she's a witch yeah lock her up lock her up burn her at the stake <laughs> uh so you know uh, yeah james the six absolutely kind of it's like the right, 18th century right equivalent of like shows a birth certificate <laughs> <laughs> um so during the reign of uh james uh somewhere between 70 and 200 witches were put on trial, uh, tortured and even executed from the town of North Berwick alone. Uh, and this all stems from an incident that happened in 15... It's either 1589 or 1590. I saw kind of differing um, yeah. accounts of... of oh, the, or- the origins was, are uncertain? <laughs> the origins are... Un- it is... Jonathan, you're correct, but I've narrowed it down to a specific two-year period, so, which I think is pretty good for us. That's, that's um, probably the so, best we've done so far progress i think it may have happened over the winter of 1589 into <laughs> early uh, 1590 that checks know? out got so, it got it you know 
you know how it is. Um, and this all stems from when he was traveling to Denmark to uh, collect his new bride, Anne of Denmark. Um, and I'm just going to throw in an Arrested Development joke here because I think Anne is very much a sort of egg situation for James. <laughs> you remember how my mum was talking about, like, outed him? What, yes. During our fi- mm. I found an awful lot of literature about that, uh, which I will get into in a couple of weeks' time. But, I mean, Anne was so, definitely there as, there as a placeholder. Interesting. So there's some legitimacy to what your mum was saying. James's nickname was apparently the Queen of England. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So this is kind of one of my original reasons for why I think he's obsessed with witches, because I just think he couldn't be bothered getting married to Anne, and he's like concocted this ridiculous uh, story behind it. Um, anyway, so during the crossing, the storms were so severe that he was forced to turn back, and for, for whatever reason, I don't know why, he became convinced that this was the work of witches from North, North Berwick who were intent on killing him. Um I believe so of, these are the ones that he thought were throwing cats at the the what at the boat. Yeah, I, there's there's kind of from what I got, <laughs> the, the King James sanctioned witch trials after he got an, a, a confession from a witch called Agnes Sampson, uh, and <laughs> according to Agnes Sampson's confession, which I think had kind of been coerced out of her after horrific torture where she yeah. would say anything. Yeah. It was revealed that 200 witches, even some of them from Denmark, had sailed in sieves, I think that's how you pronounce it, <laughs> um, to the ch- to the Church of North Berwick on Halloween night in 1590, uh, or 89, I don't know. And there the devil preached to them and told them to plot the king's destruction. Um, and after hearing these confessions, uh, even though they had been completely extorted by torture, King James and his advisors came to believe that there was a witchcraft conspiracy that threatened his reign this all sounds very familiar, guys, doesn't it? Incredibly familiar. I mean, it's, yeah, it's shockingly... History, yeah. as they say, history is a circle. Yeah. Um, so this, that all happens, and that kind of kicks off his obsession. And I think we alluded to it during our Macbeth episode. It was no accident that Shakespeare wrote about the three witches in Macbeth, because James, at the time, was the king, obsessed with witches, and you write to your audience. So mm-hmm. even the witches in Macbeth talk about conjuring up a storm. And I could just imagine James sitting in the Globe Theatre being like, they, they did do that. They did do that to me. <laughs> it's, absolutely. It's that meme of um, Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the <laughs> yeah. screen. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's it. <laughs> that, that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. Um, <laughs> so um, he... He kind of carries on his uh, England, his fascination of, of witchcraft uh, when he becomes the king of England as well. And he even writes a book about it, which I'll, ex- I'll explain a little bit more later. But Scotland is where he sort of began this crusade against the witches. And the witch trials of North Berwick are, are noteworthy just because of the sheer number of witches um, that were tried in such a kind of tiny and fairly insignificant town in Scotland. Uh, it, for those who don't know, North Berwick's... Um, it's more or less a border town, isn't it? Um, sort of yeah. rel- how far out is it's somewhat near Edinburgh, but maybe uh, you know, Rory, you were the expert on how far Glasgow and Edinburgh are apart from each other. Despite uh, obviously I mean, things change with the how long roads get, and yeah, I mean it depends on whether you're driving a horse and car, or two horses and car, or or a car, or a, or a, a small bicycle, which, 
or which a broom. Is broom. Uh, yeah. I, no, North Berwick's just outside of Edinburgh. The, the only way I know that is our friend and a bunch of people from un- university, but our friend Esther was from there. Um, Lo- lovely speaking voice, people from yes. North Berwick. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, and apparently murderous of, you know, you know, witches or, or women who are, are very outspoken. Indeed. Now, I'm going to explain kind of, I think, the main reason why they managed to keep, get all these uh, confessions out of witches. Um, and it's the implements of torture in particular that were used on them. Uh, so a couple of absolute doozies here, but one of them was called the Breast Ripper, which is exactly... Uh, peeps. <laughs> is exactly as it sounds. Um, so it consists of four pronged levers that would encase the breast of the witch, and then they would tear it from her chest. Um, so That's you know, grim. they basically probably say anything in order for that to stop. I know it's um, Halloween, Chris, but slow your roll. Like... Well, look, Rory. This time last year for Halloween, you told a story about a woman <laughs> with very low hanging breasts, and I just wanted to. Do, and tell my own story okay. about it. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Keep the fair tradition enough, alive. So. Yeah. Exactly. Um, another one uh, that was used on witches um, that were either already tried or awaiting trial was the Scold's Bridle, which was a metal device that fit around the head and had metal protrusions that would slide into the victim's mouths, making it impossible to talk. And I don't know if this is a joke and from the website I got it, but it also says... Sometimes men would use these devices on errant wives who nagged them to. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know. So you got you to get them to shut up, right? <laughs> is this what you want for Christmas? Is this what you're, su- you're suggesting? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Why are you nodding? Um, <laughs> why are you, Why are you giving two thumbs up? <laughs> Um, and then, so that was the torture. And then there were several measures that were used to detect pure witchcraft. So, but some of them are really simple. And here's my theory: one of them that you could be accused simply for having red hair. And who famously had red hair that may have been related to James the Sixth that he may have had some issues with? I mean, sure, mm. but like all of Scotland does. <laughs> like, no, this is all stemming from the fact that James the Sixth had massive mummy issues. Remember, right. he I, I know. was plucked from her at age 13. He became the king at 13 months. She was away. Yeah. She kept trying to get the, the throne back from him. She was just a pain. They had a very difficult relationship. Apparently, he had a whole bunch of um, you know tutors and stuff that were basically kind of telling him that his mom was awful. This is because he, he had mummy issues. Absolutely. I mean, this is kind of fascinating. It would be great to do like a psychology deep dive into james because it sounds yeah i think you're probably right he did have a lot of issues and unfortunately was also one of the most powerful men in the world at the time yeah exactly um so yeah he was i i blame the fact that he had a difficult relationship with his mom um and so among the witches that were accused at north berwick for trying to murder James uh, were Agnes Sampson, who I think I mentioned, uh, who was a well-known midwife, and uh, Gelly Duncan, who was a healer. Um, and these two were part of the 70 that were rounded up after James had his um, stormy uh, sea adventure. Uh, they were they both confessed after being tortured. Gelly was burned at the stake. 
the two women uh, named several accomplices who were also tortured and probably burned, although it's not known how many fell prey to this at the time. Um, and under pain of death, they said that they had dug corpses from graveyards in the areas in the area. Um, they uh, tied tie limbs to dead cats, as you said, and then threw the mess into the sea to conjure up the storm to kill him, uh, which is madness. I mean, <laughs> I, I'd love, I, you know, I, I'd love to be just kind of be a fly in the wall for that of the guy that's torturing them. I'm being like, someone's got to be feeding them those lines, right? Yeah, they're they're under so much pain and torture that. Who is the lunatic that's like standing at the side, being like, "Did you throw a cat into the sea? <laughs> Did you throw a cat to the sea with body parts?" But is there also I mean, truth I mean, in that? Because you said about like the red hair thing, wasn't there? Isn't it the throwing in water, like throwing the witch in water, and if they sink or something like that old thing? Is that is yeah, there yeah. any truth I mean, in that? Yeah, yeah, there is. And I like Johnny. Honestly, there would be if you had a, like a so-called devil's mark, or AKA a birthmark, or even if you were left-handed. Right. Those were kind of the rudimentary. You Wait. Know, if you're you're left-handed. I am. Oh. And I have a He's red a witch. sister. Oh my god. Sister who is also left-handed. So you know. Double whammy. Yeah. Absolutely. Can I can I just quickly say something about what Johnny was just asking there? There's one particular thing, especially when it comes to Edinburgh uh, and the old Norloch, Edinburgh, which is now Princess Street Gardens, that that's where the witches were thrown in to be tested as to whether or not they could, if they sank, then they were innocent or whatever. But there is no proof to say that they ever did that. Certainly no proof to say they ever did it in the Norloch. They probably did do it elsewhere. But what was it if you sank, um, you're a witch, and if you floated, you're not. If, if you no, float, if you floated, you were a witch, and if you sank, right. then you were innocent. <laughs> if you drowned, so you were yeah. innocent. So regardless, so even if yeah. even if you floated, they would just take you out and kill you anyway. Just <laughs> leave you in there. Yeah. Just it's like so. Basically, people who could swim were witches. Yeah, <laughs> they weren't the smartest back then, were they? No. no. Well, I mean, well, James the Sixth was very well read, and he's the guy that was driving all this stuff. So, um, so <laughs> basically, that that happens, and then it kind of goes quiet for a little bit, as far as I can tell. But then Scotland appe- appears to like constant, sc- constantly go into like sporadic witch panics every few years. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know why. But so six years later, another Boredom, panic breaks. Bad breaks, weather. Pr- Probably just like wives cooking bad meals and yeah. uh, you know just looking for something to do. Um, so six years later, another panic breaks out, and once again, witches are being reported to be conspiring against King James. And there's a woman called Margaret Aitken, uh, who is the so-called Great Witch of Balwery, uh, who su- supposedly claimed a special power to detect other witches, many of whom were put to death on her word alone. Um, and then, of course, she was exposed as a massive fraud uh, because. So she obviously. was, she was a good witch hunting other witches. But then, no, no, I don't think she was. Well, I, oh, who knows? Good witch <laughs> hunting wasn't Matt Damon in, in that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very good. Um, but so this kind of like when Aikens was exposed as this fraud, apparently this embarrasses the other witch hunters. Uh, and that includes James, 
and who you know needs to kind of sweep this all under the rug but it 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 justifies him publishing this book that he's famous for called the bible no I'm just <laughs> uh it's uh, called uh, demonology or demonology i think it's it's spelled d-a-e-m it, yeah it's, it's probably probably demonology um and this is like James's apparently attempt to kind of explain the way that the devil operates in the world uh, and how he's the leader of the fallen angels who become demons and these demons made packs with people, granted them powers to work harmful magic. And so according to James's book, witchcraft was the secret conspiracy between humans and demons. So it's kind of him explaining why going after witches is okay and he's written it down. He was quite a prolific writer, but that was one of his more famous ones. And I just, I do just, again, love the idea of this guy with more power than intelligence and sense just yeah. doing what he wanted. And he could do whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. And that inc- includes putting just multiple people to death because he thought that they were witches. Um, and scribblings of a madman that then gets turned into law. It, yeah, essentially. And it's Scotland's obsession with witches is kind of goes from there so james eventually does kind of move on like he he a big thing happens to him he then eventually becomes the king of england as well Mm. which we'll get fully into um next week uh and he funnily enough gets distracted about that because it's quite a big (laughs) job um and you know he then also gets distracted by other people that he thinks are against him and those people are way worse than witches they are the catholics Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. But, so James is off doing that, taking on the Catholics, and who are also redheaded, a lot of them have noticed, so there's a, there's a link there. <laughs> yeah. He's just um, hair racist. It could be that. He hates his mum, Rory. I know, I know. He hates his mum. But Scotland still kind of keeps up the good fight against the witches while he's gone. Uh, don't worry jimmy we got this we'll get them i i I honestly i think it's like they've just thought well by the king didn't say that we should uh, stop it uh, going against the witches and that so should we just like sit about them for a while i think it checks out we got this you come back jimmy uh, we'll look after your no one witch in the whole of scotland when you get back here Good. Well done in your promotion and that, but we're gonna kill some witches for you. Yeah, go take on those Catholic bastards. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's kind of that's sort of it, really. Like how James was hugely influential in this obsession of how Scotland, in in, in particular, became so kind of into witches and killed like proportionally quite a lot of people considering the scottish population north berwick seems to have got it just about as bad as everyone that's always a shocking thing is is reading all these stories about the the witches that were put to death in these tiny little towns and the numbers are so insane for a population of like 400 they've killed almost like half the population because they assumed that they were witches it's it's wild yeah, I mean, I also think as well as I'm hating his mum, it was partly a distraction from uh, being married to Anne. Like, yeah. I can't focus. I can't focus on you now, Anne. I need to go kill all these women, and also I'm having multiple affairs with men uh, back at my court. 
Um, <laughs> they're not related though, Anne. Trust me, they're not related. Yeah, that's basically it, folks. Um, James was incredibly influential when it came to kind of setting the tone for Scotland's obsession with witches. Uh, he may, he's, I think as far as I'm concerned, he kind of started the obsession with it. He may not have finished it um, and went on to bigger and bigger and better things. Um, but yeah, he definitely set a very violent tone that uh, I think seemed to go on, you know, in sporadic bursts over the next couple centuries as far as i can tell yeah, what was what was james's dates like when did when did he die or whatever oh like when did no, like when asking. did he kick off the whole witches thing <laughs> he kicked off like well like i said in either 1589 or 1590 right. when this incident happened uh, and witchcraft had been around before but they and and it had been made illegal so there was clearly something there but i think the real kind of hysteria started with this visit to Denmark yeah. to pick up his wife that he definitely didn't want to marry. <laughs> um, and then and then James died in 1625, but he became king of England, I think, 1603, um, around that time. So I think at that point, he, he only moved, he moved down to England. He only came back to Scotland once, despite claiming like he was going to be back all the time. Um, yeah, yeah. It was like moving to Mar- moving to Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> yeah it's fair yeah because we've got like multiple stories that span all the centuries like from his birth of various witch trials in scotland so i think you're right this wasn't just a one-off bad patch in our history this keeps on coming back um so i guess yeah, uh, I guess it's time to tell some stories about witches and witch trials through Scotland. I mean, I'll, I'll start with one. The the Pitt and Weem witch trials of 1704. Um, so you you guys know Pitt and Weem? I mean, it's got one of the best names. Very good fish and chips yes. shop. Excellent. Fish it's and just doing for Insta. It's most famous for. Yeah, well, yeah, and they they have like the best fish and chip shop in the world, according to a few a few awards. I think. <laughs> Look, I'm not giving them the awards; they just have it. Uh, Wait, why are you shaking your? Oh, you because Anstruther's the one. Ah, uh, every, everybody Sorry. says that Anstruther's the best yeah, one, yeah, but my yeah. my that, in my opinion, the best fish and chips you can get is, believe it or not, in Pumferston. But. Pumferston. <laughs> Amazing name, <laughs> which is which is another fucking absolutely fantastic exactly. name. So, uh, yeah. oh, I mean, I've never, I don't think I've ever been to Pumferston, uh, let alone tried their fish and chips. So I'm gonna have to. To be honest, there's not very much there. I, mean, there's not much there. I think it was well. I mean, I, obviously, I'm originally from West Lothian, so it was just all like mining communities. So Pumferston and Paul it's basically the same place. <laughs> Uh, both shitholes well I mean look if you're on the the east coast of Scotland and you're looking for a wee village to hang out Pitt and Weem you could do you could do worse it's just like tiny picturesque population of about I don't know like 1500 very very small that sort of place just down from St Andrews um, but in 1704 there was a young 16 year old smithy called Patrick Morton who decided to accuse a bunch of people of witchcraft, resulting in various people being tortured and at least two deaths. (laughs) 
So he worked for his dad in the black, local blacksmith and Mrs. Beatrix Lang came along and asked him for some nails. Um, and they got into some sort of what seemed like fairly mild argument where it was basically she wanted them quickly. He said, no, I've got other things to do. I'm busy. And she was annoyed and then walked away <laughs> mumbling to herself about this. And then he was like, I think she just cast a spell on me. <laughs> She was just calling him an arsehole under her breath, basically. Yeah. He, he took that. Uh-huh. That's exactly yeah. what happened. And so the next morning, he saw... And this is... Like all of these stories, there's all these little details that don't quite make sense. But he saw her doing something in a bucket, maybe. Like, there, there's a suggestion that she was, like, mixing ash with water. And he was like, oh, well, she's definitely brewing potions after putting that spell on me yesterday. So I'm... 100%. 100%. I'm absolutely screwed. And he was friendly with one of the local clergymen um, who, and this was, like I said, 1704, because it's kind of around that time when, you know, being scared of witches was very on fleek, as the kids would say. Um, And so there's a lot of like stories going around about them casting spells and killing people and cursing them. And he became ill. Patrick Morton became ill. And... He became ill, refused to eat, and became really sickly and emaciated and all this type of stuff. And and the, the minister, uh, Patrick Cooper, who, I mean, another Patrick, so basically moral of the story is don't trust Patrick's, um, I, basically it was like, hey. That goes back to the Catholic thing, the uh, right, theme that's exactly. been going through. The, yep, yeah, yep, that's going through yep. this. Um, we're, look, let's just lay this down now. We are a pro-Catholic pro not burning women at the stake podcast okay but yeah you can't trust patrick's uh so so this <laughs> patrick Cooper was telling uh patrick martin is like you got to like she's definitely a witch she casts a spell on you that's why you're not well also all of her neighbors are also witches as well probably so they're you, you gotta accuse <laughs> all of them and that's what happened he was like yep they're definitely witches she cast a spell she was doing some black magic also her next door neighbor nicholas lawson thomas brown janet corfitt they were all all witches and the the police just came and rounded them all up and threw them in prison and they were in there for for a variety of different times um and they were beaten and like you said chris like you were talking about earlier they were definitely tortured a lot of them to a degree was sort of confessed and were, you know, said like, yeah, yeah, we were doing it, but it was just under pain of, you know, extreme torture. Um, Beatrix, the the first lady involved in this situation, she confessed, um, she was held in prison for months, and then she was released actually after confessing to what she did, um, but she was banished from the town to go and live the rest of her days in St. Andrews, where she didn't live very long. She ended up dying, I think, from her her wounds, basically. Um, so she died in St. Andrews away from the town. Thomas Brown, he refused to confess and was starved to death in prison, and he died. Wow. They didn't banish that person very far if it was only to St. Andrews. I mean, it's only up the coast of it. Yeah, but in <laughs> old timey times, Johnny. To the other side of the country, yeah. you know. Johnny, the thing you don't understand is that roads have got uh, <laughs> yeah. shorter and longer. Right. St. Andrews is actually further yeah, yeah, away yeah. back then, so... Got it, got yeah. it, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for clapping. Science. Um, yeah. Hashtag geography. science. Um. 
So, Rory, I, I didn't realise that men were also accused of being witches as yeah. well uh, at this time. So, was that? A, I'm assuming that was less common. But yes, way way less um, common. But it definitely, there's been a few examples of it happening, and it was. I think when it that sort of thing happens, it was confusing. They didn't really know what to do because, you know, men men can't be witches. It's impossible. And I think that's probably why this guy was just kind of left. They just ignored him, left him to starve in prison because they had no idea what to do with the situation. Now, the worst person to suffer at the hands of this Bob Ag Martin was um, Janet Corfant, or also possibly Cornfoot. Uh, that might have been her last name, I'm not quite sure. But she was actually able to escape the prison, um, but she was qu- pretty quickly caught by a mob of the local townsfolk and she was dragged down to the beach where she was tied up, stoned, beaten and then she was crushed to death and the way they crushed her to death was put a door on top of her and then pile stones on top of the door until the weight of it was so severe that it literally crushed her to death. That was, which is just horrendous. But they, I mean, look, she's at the beach. Why don't you just attach rocks to her feet and throw her into the water? Like, why go through all that theater to well, use a door? I mean, he had a spare door. He just got a new one fixed. He was like, well, what am I going to do with it? <laughs> what do with this door? I guess I mean, might as well put it to use, you know? We can crush this poor lady uh, to death with it. But they weren't finished. So not only did they crush her to death under this door with stones, just to be certain, they got a horse and cart and made it drive back and forth over her corpse to make sure that God, no. it was like done. Man. Then that's like the seventeenth century Scottish version of the family guy fight between Peter and <laughs> Yes. Except it's <laughs> like twenty seven people against one. So, I'm not going to lie that I mean, like, no matter how horrid and disgusting this that sounds, and like you know, and it was horrible that it even happened in the first place, but it does just sound exactly like a Monty Python sketch yeah. for some reason. Yeah, it's definitely got that feel about it. Like, you know, get the door, it's, get the stones. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds so fucking ridiculous that you would just go drive over her again, yeah. again. Uh-huh. Again, with again, with like that sickly, sickly Patrick watching from his window, just uh, you know, overlooking the beach, just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he, so him and the mob, they, 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 nothing was done with them. Obviously, they were basically Scott got away scot free. They were totally fine. Um, but the main reason I wanted to tell this story and what I think is one of the most interesting things about it is. Well, do, we know that Sir Sean Connery is famous. Amongst other things, you know, he was obviously uh, a great actor. He was in James Bond, but he also famously co- courted controversy by saying it was okay to beat women. Possibly the reason that he felt that way is because his ancestors were part of the mob that killed oh, no. Janet Corfant <laughs> on the beach. Wow. So it's yeah this is his descendants murdered this poor lady because they thought she was a witch 
Wow. Which is a good segue into the next James Bond film, No Time <laughs> to Die. There's no way to die, and it's no time to die. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. So, man, bonker stuff. I want to know how hev- heavy this door was. Like, was it a. I mean, it must have been pretty you know, strong. What are we talking about here? To hold all the stones, and then also. I like the idea that they then would go surfing with the door afterwards. <laughs> Or, or that the door wasn't actually detached. And I was like, wait there, wait there. I just, no, I've, it's a Phillips head screwdriver. I've only got a flat head. No, no, okay, well, take the hinges <laughs> off. I'm going to reuse them. Can somebody go get the blacksmith to get this door <laughs> off its hinges, please? He's, no, the blacksmith's the well. one that's ill. He's, 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 he, he drank some water with ash in it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the story of the Pitt and Weem witch trials. I mean, not much of a trial. Oh it was just like it's witch, not a, no, or, it's or a trial. Yeah. people murder, basically. Johnny, you got one for us. You got a, another spooky but uplifting story. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure I would use the word uplifting. Yeah, none of them are going to be. It's quite interesting to me because there is so almost like cookie cutter of the same hysteria just applied in a different place like this same theme same sort of approach but so this is and admittedly dad helped me with my homework on this one because (laughs) rory sent me this story um because he's the one in charge uh but this is in a place slightly closer to where we all know so in pollock um in the south side of glasgow southwest of glasgow um this is sort of yeah another reason yeah another reason not to visit glasgow god damn it (laughs) yeah it's a like we've worked hard to sell people, Chris. Stop undermining Stop it. Stop hating on our own um, city. And this is so. This is back in 1677. Uh, so Pollock, we know now from like things like Pollock Park, the Borough Collection. It's all lovely, beautiful place. Go visit Glasgow. Great, smiles better. All the all the, all the rest of it. Um, <laughs> but the story basically revolves around this girl called Janet Douglas, who is a mute servant girl who comes to work at the Maxwell family estate. So this is 1677, 1676. Um, And this is what's to me. They describe like Sir George Maxwell, who's the sort of laird of the estate. And he's described as like an avid witch hunter. You know, people were like (laughs) touring the country, just like hunting them down. It's like, you can get a sense of the Yeah, I mean, it it makes sense because James was like the king of the avid witch hunters. And there's probably all these Scottish lords and noblemen who are like need to curry favor with the king so they're like yeah i i also hunt witches I also- he's a, a voracious reader excellent pianist and an avid witch hunter yeah, yeah. padding it's- padding out the cv <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> so so this mute servant code is sorry johnny is, yeah. is lord maxwell or whatever is that what maxwell park's named after great Down question near where we grew up as well Don't or like know. where we went to school I'm going to say huh. yes. <laughs> nice. Like it. I mean, in fact, we can check that, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, so, so George Maxwell, this girl, Janet comes to work and then soon after she arrives, like George falls ill with like intense pain. So he's got this pain in his side. Um, and there's sort of all these weird turns in the story where like all of a sudden Janet rediscovers her like speech out of the blue but kind of and just to be able to accuse five people <laughs> of being witches, which I think is like really interesting. It's like, oh, I can speak again. It's a miracle. And and I need to tell you that these people are witches. It's like, okay, <laughs> I see where this is going. And so she sort of accuses these five local people of um, saying they're responsible for his illness. Uh, she says that they've been making kind of wax puppets and, you know, almost like, uh, what are they called? The... 
dolls that you voodoo dolls voodoo dolls um and so she, it's kind of just like odd bits of the story where she accuses these people and she's like the evidence you go go and search the houses because you'll find these wax puppets and sort of encourages the the authorities i don't know who she's telling the police i guess i like, like the idea of the accused people just being like oh now she fucking talks yeah That's and it's typical. like <laughs> yeah and there's sort of some in, it's all a bit mysterious but there's some indication that she maybe knew them prior and there's you know, there's obviously some beef there, but it's like, you know, there's three other people that work on the estate. There's like a local midwife and her son and daughter are all part of kind of this generic accused set of people that she's like, yeah, they're witches. That's it. Um, and so then it follows the same track, almost like you've said, where they immediately are like tortured. It's like, okay, you must be witches. So we're going to torture you until you, in quote marks, confess. And they all yeah. start, you know, naming each other and be like, yeah, we are, we are witches. Which <laughs> is like, I mean, of course, if you're under like... I, yeah. I like the um, uh, the scattergun approach as well that every story yeah. has taken so far of like, there's not just one witch. It's like, you're all witches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, odds are if you throw enough crap against a wall, something will stick. So... Yeah. Like, Spread yeah, it wide. We'll Five we'll people. I mean, you're bound to get one of them, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's smart. It's but, smart. Those, I mean, it's blood, good, yeah. those bloody Catholics are smart. <laughs> <laughs> Again, pro. Um, but then, even with accusing five, they all are. Con- so on twentieth of January of that year, they're all condemned to death and like burned at the stake. And actually, four of them are burned, but they they have one exception, which is like there's a fourteen year old. The daughter of the the midwife is a 14-year-old girl called Annabelle. So she she's just sent to jail instead because it's like, oh, you're too young to be burned. You go to jail. Um, and then Give it's, it a couple of years. Yeah. It's, and then she sort of kind of survives that for a while only to be removed and sort of sent to a convent to kind of be reformed and released back into like normal, <laughs> normal life. I mean, I mean, it's just crazy. There's, there's worse stories of people who have been accused of witches. So that's yeah. something, but... And then poor Annabelle, so in that article, it basically says she, at some point later in life, stood trial again being accused of a witch, and the quote is just like, must have been an utter nightmare. It's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's probably worse than that. (laughs) Um, Which I just thought was like, you just can't get away from it. They're just flinging accusations. Uh, Here we we go again. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mondays, bloody Mondays, am I right? Yeah, and so this like witch finder Janet Douglas, the original mute servant, it's kind of like within a few months, um, Sir George had died anyway. So it's a bit like okay, he's, he didn't like recover from his illness, I think. And then she sort of apparently fled, and there's some accounts that she showed up in Edinburgh later on, but then I think was committed some crime where she was sort of like whipped and banished somewhere else. And then there's another trace of her in in like Newcastle. And so there's sort of just this indication that she's, again, it comes back to the thing that, like, clearly just touring the country, making a career out of accusing people of witchcraft. And, like, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going sh- to show up in Edinburgh and you're all witches now. And I'm in Newcastle, you're all witches now. Like, like, if I was going to accuse any woman of witchcraft, I would go to Newcastle and odds are I would be correct. You know, yeah. we've seen I mean, horrible things there. Horrible, horrible things. Horrible. Yeah, so terrifying, ugh. terrifying um, people there. Also, I'd just like to get on the record now uh, for next year's Nicely Awards for uh, biggest clangor of uh, season two. Um, Already, yeah. Oh, the uh, Maxwell Park was actually gifted to the city by Sir John Sterling Maxwell, uh, who was a Scottish poli- politician and oh. philanthropist, uh, and yeah, that the park opened out. in eighteen ninety. So, 
I just don't want to get. Was he related to? It was George worth a pun. I, mean... I don't. I don't want to get all, loads of emails from all the readers who are like <laughs> massive Maxwell Maxwell, fans. Maxwell heads. Uh, I just. I don't want to. I don't want to sift through his sparring of like again. But yes, we got the wrong Maxwell. Ugh. Was it Max Maximo Park? No. Yeah. Oh. oh, Johnny! No. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, that's what I thought you said initially, and I was like, "Oh Christ, Max, Maximal Park! Please don't tell me that's a real place." No, uh, Ma- Ma- I've been Maxwell. avoiding that band for like the last twenty years. I don't want to have to avoid a park, a physical place as well. <laughs> so all they play there. So listen, readers, before you start getting you know itchy fingers, please don't email us about that horrific mistake that we just made. I. I'm sorry. I'm sorry on behalf of Rory and John. <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad you appeared. Thanks that. for catching that, Chris. I appreciate you doing it in real time. I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit because Johnny was just kind of like, I'm just going to say yes. So that, that, <laughs> I that, think it that, was that pretty clear. Is, I that know. to me is like, I don't actually know, but I'm just going to say that Thanks. it is just in case it's right. Well, thinking positively, just in case it's right, we'll rather than I'll say no right. just in case it's wrong. That's, you know? that's arguably more dangerous. I mean, it, it, just to harken back to uh, you know the theme of our uh, podcast on Donald Trump always says, <laughs> always says stuff that he thinks might be true. Okay, Rory, for the edit, I'm going to give you a, I'm just going to say no. Now you can just get that out. <laughs> when, when Chris asked All me right. earlier on. If you I'm on it. it. Yeah. And make it as Slow obvious as possible that it's just yeah. been plastered over the top. No. <laughs> um, so that so that's like, I mean, it's sort of really similar to your story. It's another uh, occasion of people just throwing accusations because they could do that and people's yeah. lives being lost because of it. And there was a thing, I saw like a little Herald article about this that said it It was one of the cases that sort of became, became what they call a prototype for the Salem witch trials, which I'm like, okay. So it, it's, it's just nice. mad. And I'm sure that was repeated, like you said, across the country in lots of ways. And so it's, pr- it's pretty shocking. But Johnny, it, all, not... all I heard there was that Scotland can lay claim to uh, inventing the Salem, <laughs> the Salem witch trials. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's one that we want to claim. One of the few things we don't want to have invented. Yeah, I don't know. Pretty Uh, famous. Get get that tourism cash. (laughs) (laughs) There is is actually a place uh, called Salem in... Now is it on Mull? It's in uh, Maxwell Park. (laughs) Maxwell Park. (laughs) Can Some I just drinks. interject to the uh, readers now that um, <laughs> before you get all hot, you can't keep doing the disclaimers in the middle of the show. No, but Salem is you'll not be, you'll in be Ma- here forever. I don't want the readers to email us. That Salem is not in Maxwell Park. Okay, it's not. I really hope we get a load of people from Pollock's, like Pollock shows emailing us. Going actually, Maxwell Park. <laughs> actually, Chris, I think you'll find you're mistaken. Um. So Pitt and, Pitt and Weem, just taking a step back in terms of the Salem, Pitt and Weem had a moment where a few years ago they they had a, a vote, a council vote, to see whether they were going to build a memorial to the witches or the, it's always quote-unquote witches, the people that were burnt after being accused of being witches. Because um, they it wasn't just the few that I talked about. There was a total of like 26 over the, the however long it was. Um, they were just killed in this little village and they were like, okay, yes, let's do this. Uh, let's build a memorial kind of as a way of uh, making some sort of slight amends. And they, they voted against it. 
pretty quickly. And one of the one of the councilmen was uh, very annoyed because it was like, well, you know, in Salem, in Massachusetts, they have a memorial <laughs> to the witches that were killed there. And that brings all the tourists to the, to Salem. So I feel like if we'd built one, we'd have all the tourist dollars coming to Pitt and Weem. And it's like, I just, I don't think you quite have the same historical, <laughs> you know, connection, <laughs> Mr. Councilman, Pitt and Weem Councilman. But uh, it was a nice little attempt, at least. I'd rather I'd rather be known for having a good chippy than yes <laughs> than that. Yeah, yeah, I definitely don't think Penweem's suffering from not enough tourism, is it? No, I know. It's don't think right. so. Seems to be doing okay. All right, horrible on what's your <laughs> witchy story for us today? Right, so I, I I chose Helen Duncan, who was the last Scot to be tried under the 1725 Witchcraft Act. Uh, Helen Duncan was born in 1897, so when you look at that, you think, okay, that's quite old, that's quite a long time ago, but just sure. just wait until the end. Like, uh, As a young girl, she regularly scared her friends, classmates, and her Protestant parents with her prophecies and hysterical behaviour. Um, I just had I mean, to throw in the, the, the Protestant bit for some reason. I don't know why. It just I was very attracted to that. The Catholics have <laughs> the Catholics have taken a kicking this episode, so we got to dish them out to we the Protestants. Yeah, yeah, well, we're, right? we're bringing them, bringing them back, uh, bringing them back in. Podcast. <laughs> um, so she ended up getting married in 1916, age 19, to a man who thoroughly supported her paranormal talents, uh, as it is put. Um, she ended yeah, up having liked a bit of the weird, didn't he? Oh, big time! Yeah, big time. Now, she also had so together they ended up having six kids, and she worked part time in a bleach factory. Now, if that doesn't Ooh. drive you to witchcraft or Ooh. or well, what ends up actually happening, I don't know what will. I mean, that sounds horrifying. Like, I, I, for some reason, I thought bleach was natural. <laughs> didn't didn't realise you actually had to have a factory that made it, but there you go. Uh, so, she started offering seances in 1926, and she would emit this, like, ectoplasm from her mouth that it was ended ble- up it, just being it like... It was bleach. It was bleach. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely bleach, yeah. yeah. You've um, got to stop eating the bleach. Stop it. <clears throat> But it was, it, I think it was eventually found out it was like bits of cheesecloth that was kind of like stuffed into her mouth and that, that's, and she just kind of... That's so disgusting. See, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, that I, that, I, know. I think that's the worst thing I've heard in the last hour and a half. And we've, talk, <laughs> we've literally talked about people's breasts being ripped off. I don't... I just don't think I'll ever have a, that much commitment to a bit, like... She's obviously what she. I'm assuming she did that to try and make them think that she was possessed or whatever, and that was yeah. one of the tricks. Yeah. So so basically, basically, um, so that like in 1928, so just a couple of years later, a photographer went to one of her seances and took flash photography, sort of like flash photographs mm-hmm. at the seance, and and in. Helen Duncan's seances, all the lights would be switched off. So when right. he took the pictures, 
that then sort of started to give people an idea as to what exactly was happening. And one of the main things that was happening was uh, she had a paper mache doll that she would rub against people <laughs> during, <laughs> during the seances to try and convince them that there was people there. And then occasionally she would chuck a white bedspread across her head as well to appear like a ghost. Um, which just, I mean, the whole thing is actually quite epic when you think about it. I, I mean, again, how how dark was it? Just because the lights were off. If somebody's rubbing like a doll next to me, I'd be like, what's... Yeah, but oh, I, I, have, I have an idea of a seance being like, the lights are switched off and you've got your eyes closed. Like uh, so that 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 to me is just like the sort of the sensible answer to your question. Also, Rory, um, paper mache, it can feel weird. You know, it's well, it, it's it, weird. It'll make that kind of rustling sound as well. You know, so are you are you boys confessing to the fact that you're scared of paper mache? I just is that what it I is? Just I really absolutely I, terrified. I, I really don't thinking. agree with arts and crafts. <laughs> <laughs> Did Neil Buchanan touch you? <laughs> It's not point to point to on the doll where you were touched. It's point to on your body where the doll touched you. <laughs> that sounded clever, cleverer in my head. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, that's uh, another math joke for you right there. It's <laughs> 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 well constructed. It's number two. This is what happens, Roy, right, when all, you, when you don't up, lead the whole episode. Oh, you see, Johnny I had know. the better math joke right there. Top right over. Come on. <laughs> Oh, All right, what else did this charlatan do? Owen? Well, to, to add a wee bit more into her uh, charlatan-esque uh, escapades, in 1933, during another seance, she was found out again after someone jumped up and turned the lights on to find that the spirit <laughs> was a stuffed vest. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> it sounds it's ridiculous. So the entirety of her power was just having the light switched off. Yeah, pretty much. No, but no, also being creative with, you know, items of clothing and things like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, to be honest, it is actually if so on the um on the source that I found, I'm not going to say at any point that I used Wikipedia, but it <laughs> maybe rhymes with Wikipedia. Um there's actually one of the photographs that um that the photographer took is actually on there, so you can actually oh, see cool. the photograph of the seance with the creepy paper mache doll. Um, uh, and at that point, so in 1933, she was convicted of fraudulent mediumship, um, but it wasn't part of the witchcraft thing. She was just, like, of the witchcraft act. It was just, like, she was just charged for it. She never... I don't think she went to prison or anything at that particular point. Yeah. That's weird because it's like fraudulent mediumship suggests that the crime is her being fraudulent, a fraudulent medium, whereas mm. so it was okay to be a legit yeah. medium. I mean, it genuinely seemed that at the time that it was that that was a thing. I mean, to be honest, it still is. People are still yeah. being conned out of tens of thousands of pounds or dollars or tens of thousands of national currency enter here uh, <laughs> every year for people yeah, talking bullshit out you. I just love the idea it was basically predicated on turning the lights out and hanging some like <laughs> dolls around you. Yeah. That's brilliant. 
some like Halloween decorations around yeah. the place. Oh, it's a ghost. I like the, I, I like the idea that it happened. She got done for it twice. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, how did she rebuild the reputation? It was like, no, 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 I'm serious now. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a serious man. <laughs> well, she kind yeah. of, she kind of seemed to like disappear for a while. She like, she was like, yeah, it's okay. I won't do it again. And then did it again. So, like, it all kind of comes to a head during World War Two. So, in November 1941, Helen held another seance and claimed that a ship called the HMS Barham had been sunk, which it had been, but it wasn't made public until January 1942. So how? So then? So then she starts getting put under the microscope, specifically by the navy. Of like, how? How on earth did you find this out? Um, and Nazi, maybe <laughs> Nazi witches. Fuck. Oh, I mean, I mean that's wait, we've, isn't that we've had isn't Nazi copyright. zombies? That's an excellent, that's a you know, idea. Yeah. Like, isn't that bed yeah. knobs and broomsticks? <laughs> Near enough, actually. You're not you're not far off of that one. Um, so so because of that, she was kind of put under like investigation in a way by the navy, and <laughs> one of her seances was attended by a lieutenant Worth. Um, and during that seance, Helen claimed that Lieutenant Worth Auntie had died, and as had his sister, and he knew not of the death of an auntie at any point in his life, and his sister was perfectly fine. Mm. So he actually reported Helen to the police. So she she really she point. really swung for the fences with that one, didn't she? Like, oh, yeah. Backed into a corner. 50-50 here. Let's go. <laughs> She's dead. Dead. <laughs> dead. Dead. I'm going for dead. So I, after that, um, she was arrested originally under Section 4 of the Vagrancy Act of 1824 because they they couldn't quite, like, work out... Like, they, they wanted her to be arrested, but they didn't know what they could arrest her for sort of thing. Um, but that was only, like, a minor offence, so she would just be, like, seen to a magistrate and probably get, like, a fine slap in the wrist and away you go. But then they found Section 4 of the Witchcraft Act, which was a major offence and was at the time trialable by a jury. Sorry, when was this? What year was this? So that was in 1940. Well, I'm guessing it would be 1941, 1942-ish. Wow. Um, Well, she was sentenced in 1944. So the trial would have been in 1944. Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. So, yeah, it was kind of... But it was kind of... It was that like seance where she the report by lieutenant worth is essentially what kind of more like more like lieutenant worthless am i right guys (laughs) yeah (laughs) but that's i mean they're still basically trialing people for witchcraft in the 40s yes that's what you're saying Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> Johnny's Johnny's reaction to oh, that crap joke. Wait until you find out. I mean, the the witchcraft the witchcraft act has now been repealed, but wait until you find out when it was repealed. You, you, so 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 Helen was charged with uh, there was like seven charges uh, for if I'm right. So there was two charges of conspiracy to contravene the witchcraft act, 
two charges of obtaining money under false pretenses, and three charges of common law offences of public mischief. Um, so after the trial and the jury come out to read out their verdict, she was found guilty over the first act of conspiracy to contravene the Witchcraft Act, at which point the judge dismissed the jury from reading out the rest of the charges because I think he was just like, right, we've got one, we don't need the rest. Like, it's 1944. I think we can sort of, you know, the war and shit. It's, I just think he was just like, nah, yeah. right. We've, we've got Let's enough move here. Move on. We've got better things y- to do. You say, exactly. that, you say that, Owen, but I reckon they've caught, they found her to be a witch. What better way to defeat the Nazis? You know, they defeat the Nazis in 1945 by harnessing her power. Must be. I mean, look, if this was America... Hitler was very superstitious. If this was America, they would absolutely have started the Avengers Initiative right there and then with her. Yep. And (laughs) tried to... I'm just saying it. I'm just saying, guys, this is... I don't think you're wrong. I think this is a great idea. I think it's a great movie. I'm, I'm excited for it. I've got a couple of contacts I could put you in touch with about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she was sentenced to nine months in prison for being found guilty over the Witchcraft Act. Uh, Now, I did say that she was the the last Scot to be convicted under the Witchcraft Act. There was others uh, after that. Uh, So as I said, she was sentenced in 1944, which is... Crazy to think that it was only, you know, uh, that long ago. Um, The witchcraft was finally repealed in June 1951. That's insane. 1951, which was then replaced. So when that act was repealed, it was replaced by the Fraudulent Mediums Act. Um, So basically, they kind of moved on from witchcraft. I think they basically just kind of said, right, witchcraft doesn't exist but i don't know why it's called fraudulent mediums though i don't get yeah. that i mean we kind of alluded that already because it's just like can it not just be called the mediums act well if it was <laughs> if it was called the medium act then people would say well what about the, the big act or the little act <laughs> well, oh, what about the geez, what about the small the large the extra large the supersized yeah Super size act. It's only a medium. It's only a medium offense, but so it's a slap on the wrist. This can't happen. Please stop this. this All of this is awful. (laughs) I get it. I'm 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 with you, Chris. I'm with you, Chris. I guess another way of calling the medium act would be the three point five act. (laughs) It's right in the middle. That. Yeah, I mean that was the average. If you yeah. yeah. So yeah. I hate, I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna finish this off with one last story about witches, and it's a little bit different than which, which one you're gonna pick. Which it's the the I'm the, the best one, Johnny. So right. that doesn't work. Which which are one you just are you gonna, gonna are you just gonna read the plot to Hocus Pocus? Yes, yes, I am, but in a Scottish accent. So, (laughs) no, it works every time. I'm going to talk about the story of Major Thomas Weir, who, after this story, you guys are probably going to think of him as Majorly Weird Thomas. Am I right? 
I don't get there it. There you go. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. I know. You will. Um, so to Major Tom. <laughs> Major Thomas Weir was born in 1599, just outside of Glasgow, near Lanark. He was a retired soldier. Um, he moved to Edinburgh. Uh, around 1670 after serving in the army and the military for for most of his life um and he was living just off of the grass market um with his unmarried sister jean weir who was affectionately known as grizzle to her friends um <laughs> i don't know i don't know why but she was uh was she so like was a described... like a 17th century rapper <laughs> yeah uh, DJ Grizzle, Grizzle Witch. Um, so he, Thomas Weir, Major Thomas Weir was described as a serious man, um, very pious, uh, always dressed in black. He was also notably fiercely anti-Catholic and also anti-royalist. Um, My he, man. He lived in, he was, so he was a, lived a very pious Presbyterian life. He was regularly seen at church. He would have sort of like events at his house. Um, you know, people would come over and he would have services and they would talk about, you know, the religion and all that type of stuff. However, one day at a church service, the major suddenly stood up and accused himself of witchcraft <laughs> and of being in the service of the devil. Wow. Okay. Strong. Yeah. So Strong just move. all the meadows like... I'm a witch. <laughs> and obviously the the reaction to everybody else for everybody else was that he was ill and he must have like lost his mind. So they called the doctors and the doctors examined him and declared him of not sound mind. But he was so insistent of his own guilt that the authorities basically had nothing that they could do. So they just decided to imprison him because it was a case of like, well, he could be crazy or he could be a witch. <laughs> And so it's safer to assume that he's a witch and put him in prison, which is what they did. So it wasn't long before they found out that he was living with his sister. So almost immediately they arrested her as well. And then when they questioned him, uh, sorry, when they questioned his sister, Grizzle, instead of denying being a witch and him being in service of the devil, she corroborated the entire story and was like, yeah, he, he is. We both are. And she basically claimed that <laughs> that the devil had given him, the major, a black staff that he carried everywhere with him and that it contained this great power. They said that their mother was a witch and had taught them their powers. They both claimed to have an ancestral relationship with each other. Grizzle said that she, she was showing off the devil's mark that she had on her forehead and was like, this is... This is like where my power comes from. This is when I met the devil. This is the mark that he gave me. She also claimed to have the power to spin really good yarn very fast, which is slightly off the beat of yes. everything else. Yeah, I don't associate the devil with knitting. Yeah, I know. That's. I think she was just showing off at that point. She was just riffing. She didn't know what she was doing. And, and I can... <laughs> and I'm really fast. 
<laughs> yes. It's like, yeah, I got the devil's mark. I sleep with my brother. Also, I can knit yarn really quickly. Sorry, could you just go back to the part where you said you slept with your brother? Because that's... Uh, the, oh, the uh, devil's the, mark? The no, devil's mark part? No, no, no. The bit where you... It, the incest bit. Cause his, that... his... Oh, you want me to talk more about his big magic staff? Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... so they were they didn't really know what to do with this situation because he was such an upstanding member of society he has this like litany of people who are saying like no 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 he's a good christian man he's definitely not in the in with the devil but the the major but he accused himself like, of doing it like doing anything yeah he that he would like practice black magic that right. he would that the staff would lo- go and do um errands for him that it could right. walk by itself apparently uh they freely oh he also said that he would have like uh, he was like into bestiality and all this type of stuff like and it was all part of like the rituals that they would re- perform in service and worship of the devil just again nonsense stuff and that was what was so confusing it was like well he's telling us he's doing this but he's also you know a man so <laughs> what do we do so they, they, they tried him for, uh, it was like deviant behavior. It was like unnatural per, uh, perversions. And he was sentenced to death like so many of the others. But the way that they killed him was they strangled him. at like They, they basically tied him to a stake and then strangled him and then burnt him, which is just horribly mm. messed up. And... At no point during the entire thing did he ever recant what he said. He was like, yeah, yeah, this is definitely me. I'm definitely a witch. I did it all. I don't care if you're strangling me and going to set fire to me. His sister was tried for being a witch. So Grizzle was hanged. And she, her last moment of hurrah was while she was on the scaffolding, on the, the stage to be hanged. She was desperately trying to take off all her clothes so that she could be hanged naked and then was hanged until dead just to and go also back. also didn't say i'm not she was just like yeah i'm a witch no no she end. was also yeah. totally into it this is us i'm yeah. i'm gonna go back to the theme that we had earlier with james the first here like i suspect these two had mummy issues i think they probably did yeah. i think they definitely did yeah uh so yeah that's how this bizarre brother sister Wow. weird witch kind of cult situation happened and obviously the house that they lived in is said to have been haunted because it was filled with occult devil worship and all that where stuff. where was but, this um, rory this was in edinburgh just off the grass market oh, okay yeah um you know their bodies were like thrown into one of the pits where apparently like a bunch of witches were killed and and buried like kind of unmarked graves all that sort of stuff um but yeah that was like I said, majorly weird Thomas. You get it now? No. You're welcome. No. I just can't quite believe like see see with the grass market. I was in the grass market just like a couple of weeks ago. And like see for an area that's so small. See the amount of shit that happened there. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. There are a lot a lot of dead people. In Wasn't that, that where Greyfriars Bobby was accused of being a witch as well? <laughs> no, we've discussed we've cleaned this up. It was where half hang it Maggie was hung. By by Greyfriars Bobby. Yes, I, I think that's right. Yeah. I think Grey, Greyfriars is right there. <laughs> so you never know, he could have 
He could have. He could have. He probably did. He lived for no, ages, he apparently. Boy. He was a must, very must good have been, boy. Must have been under some form of witchcraft because he fucking lived forever. <laughs> according, <laughs> according to every tour guide in Edinburgh, he was like 95 <laughs> year old when he died. Yeah. But uh, I think it's probably a good time to wrap up. So I, first off, want to say I hope everybody has an excellent Halloween. Uh, happy Halloween from... Uh, the Scottish History Pod and Thistle Boo Nicely uh, team. But yeah, most of all, thank you, Owen, for coming on and staying up into New York hours (laughs) because I can't imagine how messed up you are right now in terms of sleep. So yeah, thank you for coming on and doing this with us again. It's all good, man. It's all good. I'd I'd probably be up (laughs) playing FIFA anyway, so... (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, any of our any of the usual thistle do nicely readers who have not listened to the Scottish History Pod highly recommend it. It's much better research and much more, <laughs> uh, much well better. I can't even fucking speak, so you can much tell more better. <laughs> yeah, better informed, better research. So definitely check it out. And if you listen to our last couple of episodes, it is now hosted by. Uh, Alan Cumming. So, Alan Cumming, yeah. yeah. I'm really sorry he couldn't be in here tonight, but as as I explained, he called you all a bunch of bastards <laughs> and then stormed out the room when he found out I was coming on your podcast. He's so. got a lot of nerve, I tell you. If he ever yeah. shows his face around here, I'm going yeah. to He just course. randomly slips into being Boris, the James Bond film and that as well. Just oh, like, yeah. Like, I'm just, invincible. He just, he just randomly slips into it, like... He's got a lot of range, though. A lot of range. Buckfast yeah. Boris. No, that's amazing. Thanks for coming on. No so, uh, yeah, I guess with that, this will do, lads. This will do nicely. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you like the show, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and write a quick review on whichever podcasting app you're using. It really does help us out. We'd love to hear from you either via our email, thistledonicelypod at gmail.com or via facebook.com slash thistledopod or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thistledopod. You can also visit our website, thistledonicelypod.com. All original music in this podcast is written and performed by our very own Johnny Naismith. Please like and subscribe to his YouTube channel and follow him on Instagram at J-A-W underscore K-N-E-E underscore. Love, hugs, and kisses from the Thistle Do Nicely pod. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.